I think the default position for most people is simply when they're creating something to start with the start, to begin with the beginning. So very often songwriters will just start with, oh, what's the intro to my song? Or what's the first verse of my song? But in this episode, we're gonna talk about reverse songwriting, which is writing songs with the end in mind. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joseph Adala. Honored that you would take some time out of your busy day and week to talk songwriting with me. If you haven't already, be sure to pick up my free guide on 10 different ways to start writing a song. We're talking about starting songs in this episode. We're just talking about starting songs, maybe with a specific end in mind, sort of reverse engineering songwriting or or just simply reverse songwriting. But it is also important to start our songs in different ways. If we always just grab an acoustic guitar and start with a chord progression, we will probably run out of some creativity more often than we would like because we keep doing the same instrument and starting the song in the same way. But simply... Going outside of that process sometimes and maybe instead writing a bass line first or reverse engineering from a song title or something else like that. Even starting with a sound, I've told the story many times of how I just once took a ceiling fan, pitched it way down and slowed it down and that was the beginning of a song. Uh, Another song, I have a backwards grandfather clock again pitched down. Uh, That one didn't specifically inspire the song, but added a lot to the song. But regardless, if you want 10 different ways to start writing a song, five from a lyrical standpoint and five from a musical standpoint to help you jumpstart with your songwriting, whether you're new to songwriting or maybe you just need a little bit of a creative jolt, be sure to check that out, songwritertheory.com slash free guide. So we're talking about reverse songwriting. And I actually mentioned in that in that uh, intro the first thing, which is start with a song title. So whoever said that you or I have to derive our song titles from our song? I think that's the default, right? You write a song, and then you're like, oh, what's the title of this song? But instead, we can turn it around and derive our song from our song title. And one of the beauties of starting with our song title is that it can be freeing in that you likely know what the central idea of your song is going to be as you write your song. So let's say the song title that you come up with is Shadow of the Sea. So with that song title, you know that the central idea of your song will have to do with Shadow of the Sea. Now, the next question is, what is the Shadow of the Sea? What does that mean, right? Is it a reference to a stormy sea where the waves are so high and intimidating that they create shadows, in which case it's actually fairly literal? Now, maybe the stormy sea with waves very high, that overall is symbolic, but uh, basically Shadow of the Sea would be a a literal comment on your symbol, if that makes sense, or is the shadow part metaphorical even in song, maybe about a Navy soldier uh, that can't get away from the PTSD that he experienced at sea, 
right? So shadow of the sea is the shadow is metaphorical. Sea though is 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 somewhat literal. Or both shadow and sea metaphorical, with shadow representing the feeling of being maybe covered and burdened. Um, you know, the way that, you know, usually we talk about, oh, the shadow of so-and-so is over me or whatever. And C, representing an overwhelmingly and helplessly large and unforgiving thing, like feeling like your depression is so vast and empty that it's as big as the sea or something. I don't know. We're just making stuff up here. The idea is that the title Shadow of the Sea could mean a ton of different things. And in fact, you could even start writing the song and play with some of the different ideas of what it means. You don't have to like decide and then start writing. Instead, you can start writing in one direction. Maybe you liked the first one where, you know, the whole thing is, is, is fairly literal in the story of the song where there's a stormy sea with the waves so high. Uh, but again, I would assume that that it is symbolic of something else overall, even if in song it is very literal, the shadow of the sea because of the high waves. Or maybe you like the PTSD soldier version, or you have another idea that you had in your head that you like way better than the random ones that I'm mentioning. So you can write in that direction, and then if it doesn't feel like it's quite working, okay, try another one then. But the good thing of having this song title to begin with is you know the song title you have is something that that you think is an intriguing song title, right? Because in order for you to even start with a song title, you probably first had to come across a song title that you thought, yeah, this song title is really interesting and intriguing. I want to write a song with this title. So... In this situation, you would think that people would want to buy your book, in quotes, based on its cover. Because the song title is essentially the cover of your song's book, right? Now, unless it's a single where it does actually have a cover. But even in that situation, right, most of the time when people are deciding on music to listen to, in a lot of contexts, they're not looking at album art. They're looking at different song titles. Maybe they're looking at a Spotify playlist or something, where the album art's not even going to come up until they already click on the song. So instead, they're going to be drawn in by the song title. And when you start with a song title, a part of the beauty is that you already have a central idea that you know you need to build off of which can be nice because I know some people struggle with songs that kind of meander and don't have a specific thing that they are about or a specific theme. And I even got a question over email fairly recently. I say that it might, it might, it might've been a couple months back, but um, about, you know, how, how do we, how do we sort of stay on theme and stay with a single idea? And that's a whole episode in and of itself including the answer that, uh, well, you don't need to have one idea necessarily. You probably want to have one central idea. You probably want one central theme, uh, but that doesn't mean that you only have one necessarily. Now, oftentimes it does, but anyway, that's the TLDR version. But overall, 
if you do struggle with songs that you might finish them, right? They have two verses or three verses, a bridge, a chorus. But in the end, you have all the lyrics, you have the whole song, and yet you're like, I don't know what the, like, why does this exist? What was the main idea? Because certainly anybody can put together a series of lines that are made up of words that technically are lyrics. But not all lyrics are necessarily going to work together to actually become a, a, a cohesive lyric that makes sense. And especially if you struggle with this, starting with a song title can be a great way because that song title is going to give you something to center everything around. A way you could think about this is sometimes, fairly often probably even, certain authors will, before they write the book, they will at very least, even if they don't do a full outline, they will at very least do something like figure out what is the ending that I'm trying to write towards? Because then it gives them the goal of like, okay, I need to push this character in this direction and this character in this direction. And that's not to say that you can't budge on some of that, especially if some, you know, there's something that's would be true to the character. So you have to change things. But overall, having that ending in mind of like, okay, this is the thing I'm writing towards can almost be freeing because you know that if something isn't working towards that ending, why is it even there, right? So if 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 you have the central concept of we'll stick with the shadow of the sea and you start writing lyrics that have nothing to do with that or feel loosely connected with whatever your idea of what shadow of the sea means, then you know, okay, maybe I'm getting off track. Maybe, you know, maybe the lyrics I'm writing are the beginning of another song Maybe I want to abandon this Shadow of the Sea concept and, and write this other song instead. But regardless, the song that I was writing, Shadow of the Sea, this probably doesn't belong with it. So this can can really be a great way, especially if you're struggling, like I said, with, with not having a cohesive lyric. Starting with the song title is a great place to start. And then, if you think about it, the song title is often implied by or explicitly in the chorus of your song, right? Most, most of the time, the chorus and the song title are so linked that the song title is literally taken word for word from a line in your chorus. And then if we're going to go a step further, it's usually either the first line of your chorus or the last line of your chorus. Now, that doesn't need to be the case. It might not be word for word. It might be something else, such as a slight rewording that works better as a song title, or maybe the central idea in, in your chorus is about a bird that can't fly uh, so it's called flightless, even though you technically don't use the word flightless in the chorus. So in that case, it would still connect to the theme, right? The main idea, the song title, but it wouldn't be word for word in the chorus. But most of the time, or at least a lot of the time, probably something like 75% of the time, I don't actually have numbers on this, but just thinking through, you know, songs that 
that we know the vast majority of them pull their song title directly from the chorus. So if we take our idea of, okay, let's start with a song title and then figure out what would that song title be about. And then from there, I know what I need to write all the different parts of my songs towards because I know what my central theme is based on the fact that I came up with the song title first. If we take that one step further, another thing we start with is the chorus. And I know it's 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 very easy to start with verses. I, th- I think that's probably the natural thing that happens for most songwriters, myself included. And there's nothing wrong with that. Lots of songs starting with a verse can be great. But if you haven't tried starting with the chorus, I highly encourage it because it, just like starting with a song title, gives you some benefits that you're not going to get when you just sort of start songwriting and you know maybe you're writing a first verse and you come up with a guitar hook that's in your first verse and you start to get an idea of what the first verse lyric seems like it should be to you but you really don't know where the song's going yet you're kind of just discovering it as you go when you start with the chorus the most important part of your song one of the benefits you get is that you're not going to waste time continuing to write a song if the chorus isn't good Because something that's unideal, and it happens sometimes, is you write a verse, and it's great, and you just can't figure out the right chorus for it. Now, over time, you certainly may eventually be able to write a chorus five or ten years later that does work with the song, and eventually the the song turns out fine. But generally speaking, if we want the best path to efficiency, we would write choruses. And then if the chorus is killer, then we're like, okay, this is worth building into an entire song. And if the chorus isn't killer, then it shouldn't be developed into an entire song because the chorus is the most important part of our song. And I probably don't have to make the argument that's the most important, but let's talk about it really quick. First reason it's important is it's repeated. And in anything artistic, repetition indicates importance. In fact, even beyond that, Right. If a, if a speaker wants to make a point or even in, in these podcasts, if ever I want to make a point or if there's something that I'm like, this is very important, you really need to get this. I often will repeat that thing. Because that is what, first of all, is going to make it more probable that people remember. So that's one reason why it signals importance, because a chorus happening three times is what ma- is what makes it more likely you will remember it beyond the fact that in theory it is more memorable by nature. But also it's, it's, just, it's just inherent in writing that repetition points to something being important. And for most songs, the only part of our song that's going to repeat is the chorus. Maybe if you have a post-chorus, that will repeat as well, but that's really just an extension of the chorus in a sense. And then a pre-chorus might happen as much as the chorus, if you have a pre-chorus. But it's simply the lead-in and setup to the chorus, a.k.a. a lead-in and setup to the main point, to the important part, or the most important part, I should say, since all parts of your song are important. And the chorus is almost always the part of your song that will make it or break it. 
right? I mean, there are so many songs out there where people know and love the chorus and they can sing it word for word and they don't even they don't even know what the verses are. I know because I am one of these people where there are some songs that, you know, somebody will be like, oh, you know this song. And they bring it up on their phone because they're heathens. Um, because o- only heathens would ever play a song out of phone speakers instead of connecting to Bluetooth speakers or putting it on a TV with a sound bar or something like that. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so, but inevitably, they just play it out of their ridiculously not very good iPhone speakers. And I'm looking at them like, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I know this song until the chorus hits. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course I know this song. And I think to myself, man, I don't know if I've ever heard the verse or at least never noticed the verse, which can happen uh, for several different reasons. One one example would be sometimes, you know, at sporting events or something, they'll they'll play a chorus of a song, uh, but 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 they never play the verse. Or other scenarios where they only play clips of songs. Uh, I hate that something like TikTok comes to mind. I don't really know because I don't have TikTok, but YouTube Shorts gives me some some insight. Uh, and and I noticed that oftentimes it's like 30 seconds of the same five songs over and over and over and over and it makes your ears bleed. But beyond that, uh, if, if the TikTok songs are full whatever songs, half the time I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know, and I wouldn't recognize them. So the chorus, this is the part that people will often like or not like a song off of. People will be pretty forgiving of verses, generally. They will not be forgiving of choruses. If your chorus sucks, then the song's toast. The chorus is the part people sing along to. It's what they're humming in the car. It's what gets stuck in their heads. And the chorus is usually the only song section that is dedicated to a theme instead of a story or idea. It's not always the case, but generally speaking, your verses go over the story of the song or go from idea to idea that supports the central theme that is usually in the court in the chorus. And in a story song, usually there's a story being told that maybe has a clear passage of time, you know, three different moments, right? If it's a love story, it could be, you know, first verse is when you first meet, and then uh, second verse is when you get married, and third verse is some, like, the notebook style, two old people dying in bed together or something. Uh, and then the central idea of, I don't know, the per- permanence of love or or staying committed through hard times or, I don't know, whatever. That central theme that you have is usually going to be contained in the chorus, even though you're simply telling a story arc over your the course of your verses and then sometimes often uh, the bridge as well. So if you have two verses and a bridge and no third verse, it's pretty common that the bridge essentially functions as the climax of the story and also the, the final bit of story you get before going back to the theme and the climax of the music and the climax overall of the song, which is in the, the chorus. But 
whatever the central idea is, it's almost always in the chorus. And it should almost always be in the chorus. So when you're starting with a chorus, you have the advantage of not only are you getting the advantage from the song title part, where you probably are establishing the theme just by coming up with the title. But then you can expand from there and think, okay, well, probably this theme I've come up with with the song title is going to mostly be talked about or done or dealt with in the chorus. So now let me write the chorus off of this main theme. So now I have the main section that I know every other section is leading to. Because this is another important point. A, a way that maybe you do or do not think of songs, but you essentially could think of a song as, if we take a standard structure, we have our first verse, which leads to a chorus. And then we go back and have a second verse, and then that leads to the chorus. And then we have a bridge, which needs to lead back to the chorus. So you could almost see it as our chorus is like the sun, and all the other song sections are just revolving around it, right? They're, they're planets going around the sun because the center of the song is very much... I was about to say is very much the sun, <laughs> but no, is, is very much the chorus because every single part of our song usually leads to a chorus. You, you could also think of it as like there, there's multiple peaks in a song. And if, if we add pre-choruses to it, you know, you have the, the first verse and then the pre-chorus goes up a bit and then it peaks at the chorus and that comes back down for the second verse, goes up a little bit for that next pre-chorus and then peaks again at the chorus and then goes down a little bit to the bridge and then peaks again at the chorus. So no matter how you're looking at, at this chorus, it's very much the peak musically. And when I say the peak musically, I mean, usually meaning probably something like 95% of songs, the chorus is the biggest and most epic song section you have musically. Usually your chorus is going to have the biggest arrangement, the most instruments. This is where the power chords come in if they weren't there before. This is where your vocal melody is going to be the highest it is in the entire song most of the time. Oftentimes if you have a money note in a song, which is like a really high note that is impressive and belted, uh, that usually is going to be in the chorus. So if you write the chorus first, then you know, okay, th this is where the song peaks musically. So everything else has to build to this. You can't, well, you can, but you probably shouldn't write a first verse where the vocal is higher than the chorus's vocal and the instrumentation is bigger and more exciting than the chorus that would make the chorus feel really boring and underwhelming and probably would destroy your song. A great way to avoid that is to write your chorus first because then you know, okay, here, here's the peak. Here's, here's as high as the song's gonna go. Here's as epic as the song is gonna get. 
So I need everything else to lead to that and to not overshadow that. So reverse songwriting. You start with a song title. Instead of starting with the beginning of the song, you're starting with the main theme of the song and probably the the central concept of the song that your song is going to end on because usually your song ends on a chorus which contains a song title very often. And then taking that out a little bit further because that central theme is probably embodied by the song title and the song title is probably in the chorus either word for word or they share the same idea. We extrapolate that out and end up writing a chorus which also, by the way, in most songs, your song ends on a chorus as well, right? And we're not counting something like an outro, right? That's just sort of a, a, a choice that songwriters make, whether you know you end with the final chord of the chorus or whether it goes back into an outro that's like the, the, the music of the verse or it has a special outro. That's all. It's not really a song section. It is, but it isn't. So usually, as far as main song section, the final one you're going to have is the chorus. So you also could think of this as, okay, I know where my song is going to end with a final chorus, which probably has the same lyrics and music as all the other choruses. So I'm going to write that because I know that that is the finale, if you will, of my song. That's where it's going to end. So now I just need to figure out, okay, how do I get there? And then we've talked about starting with the end in mind generally, which starts with maybe a song title and therefore getting a central theme and, a, and then a chorus, which contains a central theme. What about the story? I mentioned how usually your story is contained in verses and perhaps the bridge, and your theme is usually mostly in your chorus. Also mentioned that oftentimes the bridge functions as the climax of the story, even though the chorus is usually what functions as the climax overall of the song and specifically the climax musically. And of course, thematically, because oftentimes it's, it's specifically dealing with the theme, as we have said multiple times already in this episode. So if we want to also start with the end and reverse engineer a song, Reverse engineers may be not the right way of putting it. Reverse engineers usually if you're trying to copy what somebody else does. So reverse songwriting, where we're starting with the end in mind, if not literally starting by writing the end. Another end to write is the end of the story. We've talked about the end of the song and the central theme of the song with the chorus and the title. But what about the end of the story? Well, that would involve writing either the final verse or the bridge. Now you could start with this even before a song title or the chorus. Or also we could start with a song title and then build the chorus around that. And then instead of going to write the first verse, which I think would be the common thing to do, even if you do start with the chorus, I would bet that when you start with the chorus, you then find yourself writing the first verse. Instead, we could write the bridge or a final verse, depending on which one is last. Because very often, song structure-wise, 
if you have verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus, in that case, the verse usually contains the final, that third verse usually contains the final piece of the story. And then the bridge might be still maybe the climax of the story, but then sort of the resolution of the story or the epilogue of the story is contained in that third verse. Or sometimes the bridge is sort of uh, like the twist that happens before the climax of the story in the third verse. But regardless, whatever is last between verses or bridge would be the next thing to consider writing. Because usually whatever is the last non-chorus is going to contain the end of your story. So if we go through all these things and you actually start by being like, okay, let me figure out a song title that resonates with me and then start to build a song off of that song title, figuring out what that song title would mean, what the different themes it could imply are, or maybe the song title is very explicit about probably what the theme is. And then from there, the natural thing is to then build a chorus around that because a chorus probably contains that central theme. And then from there, we have our theme and our chorus that the whole song is building to. So then we can figure out generally, okay, what's the story we're going to tell or some of the ideas we're going to talk about that support this central theme. And especially if you're doing a story, then it can be helpful to say, okay, the final part of the story, the final bit of information that I think the listener needs or where I want my plot to end up, to go back to the author example, if the author knows, okay, I, I need this to end with Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader, if I know that that's, that's where this ends, then I should write that part first, figure out how that happens, and then figure out, okay, how do I get there? How do I get to this idea of the hero becoming the villain? You know, what, what are his reasons for that? Why does it make sense for the character, etc.? And then how do I reverse engineer? Like, okay, we know Anakin falls to the dark side. How do we make it so that it theoretically makes sense that he would do that and not make it some cheap like, oh, he did it because for funsies or something. So that's basically the equivalent of, of, of then writing your final verse or bridge, depending on which one is last. You're figuring out, okay, th this is where the story ends up. So then it will be easier to figure out, okay, what should the first verse talk about and the second verse talk about? And the bridge, if this is a third verse, all the other song sections that aren't the chorus, what what do those need to give informationally to make sure that my final verse makes sense and feels earned? And that it's not like, wait, how did the story end up here? I thought I thought we were talking about two people who, you know, had a tumultuous tumultuous relationship. Oof. That was I got it the second time. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, the third verse all of a sudden is about them having a kid and it doesn't feel connected to the, the main theme. And it, it kind of feels like, okay, that's not really where I expected this story to go. Doesn't quite feel right, but it's going to be easier to pull that off. If you, again, start with the end in mind, you know, the final piece of this story. So now it's going to be easier to figure out what your first verse and second verse should talk about knowing where the story is going. Just like it would be easier to write the first and 10th chapter of your book if you knew 
where this whole story is leading rather than just sort of being exploratory and like, uh, I guess the characters will do this. Don't know where it's going, but eh, sure. Why? Why not? Whatever. So try this reverse songwriting. Certainly, I'm a big fan of doing this. I think it, I think it 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 saves some time and it can result in some very different songs you might not come up with otherwise. Specifically starting with a song title, I think is a really powerful thing. We didn't talk about it in this episode because it's not really important to the episode, but I'll throw this in there. Another benefit of starting with a song title is when you have a killer song title that you're excited about, that you're like, man, I want to have a song that's called X, you know, Shadow of the Sea. Then it keeps you going more than like, oh, I have song in A major number three. Like, who cares about that song? I don't care about this. I have a song that like has that title right now. I don't even have a working title for it yet. So even though I'm pretty sure I like the music of that song, I don't I don't I don't give a rip about that. Or actually maybe I did finally give it a working title. I don't really remember. Regardless, once you give a song a title, it makes it feel more real. And then you you kind of are excited to work on it, especially because you probably selected a song title that you found resonated with you. That's why you're deciding to build a song off of this title. So it also it also kind of just helps with the psychological element of songwriting. In the same way that once you have a killer chorus, like you're not going to give up on that song because you have a killer chorus. You know you need to write a song that gets to utilize this chorus. So really this whole reverse songwriting, not only does it have practical elements to it, especially if you struggle with having a central theme or a central idea, but it also can help you with the psychological element of songwriting because once you have that chorus and you're like, this is a killer chorus, it's going to give you a lot of motivation to finish up that song. And whenever you start getting down about how difficult it is to write a second verse, you'll listen to that chorus and be like, yeah, it's worth it because <laughs> this chorus is killer and I want to finish this song. So hopefully this was helpful to you. Go try to figure out a song title that you think is very inspiring to you that you want to build a song off of and then build a chorus off of that and then figure out where your story is going to end and reverse engineer the rest of the story based on where you know it ends, which usually means that you are either writing the bridge or the final verse. So in order, title, chorus, and then whatever your last song section that is not a chorus is which probably most of the time is going to be the bridge. Sometimes it's going to be a third verse. Uh, it seems to me that most people go with the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, song structure, rather than bridge, verse, chorus, song structure, ignoring pre-choruses and post-choruses for simplicity. But regardless, go try it out, especially if you're a person that struggles with trying to keep a central idea or a central theme throughout your song, this can be a great way to work around that. It also can be helpful for being more efficient in songwriting because if you come up with a crap chorus, then you know that it's probably not really worth it to continue building out that song. And instead, you should move on to another song or rework the chorus until you get that to work. Because if you don't have a great chorus, 
does the rest of the song even matter? I mean, yes, of course it matters, but but honestly, you need to make sure that the chorus of all song sections is certainly pretty killer. Thanks for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you to those of you who have been kind enough to leave kind reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I certainly appreciate that. And again, if you haven't already, be sure to pick up my free guide on 10 different ways to start writing a song so that you can stay inspired and not have the muse leave you all alone by yourself for too long because that sucks as songwriters uh, and certainly has helped me avoid long periods of being uninspired. So hopefully it will do the same for you. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you and I'll talk to you in the next one.